What's good, Josh? Your man DJ Playboy back with another episode of the Perfect Talk Podcast. And I do no episode, none, without my dog, my partner, my guy. Girl, scream like I'm cute. What it do, Bradley? Ah, uh, man. Feeling great, man. Not bad. How are you? Life's good. Life is good, man. In a good place. Good space. <laughs> yeah, that's what's up, man. That sounds very spiritual. <laughs> I'm in a good place. Got my head together, you know. All all my stars is in line. I like fall. Well, it was a really transitional summer for me. I like. I always liked fall. You know, what I mean, I was just thinking to myself the uh, like literally before we started recording, um, how it's hoodie weather now. So I'm like, yo, I could just yeah. throw a hoodie on. I'm like thinking about what I'm gonna wear. <laughs> and I go, I'm just throw a hoodie yeah. on. Like it, it's like it's that simpleness of fall. You know what I mean? And uh, yeah. I, 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 like I said, yeah, you're right. I'm in a good spiritual uh, headspace. Um, daughter just celebrated her birthday. Um, so that was that was awesome. Um, getting ready for the birthday party. Um, and just everything. Everything is in is, is in a is in a really good vibe. Um, I had a big goal for a while, and I think I, I expressed it to you. Maybe I expressed it on on this to have you know like to be off in the fall watching football on Sundays and chilling, and that that's really what I've been doing. You know what I mean? I uh, yeah yeah. I've been going to church for the past two weeks because my daughter started uh, her religious classes. So yeah, yeah everything's good. Nice. Do, do you take classes also? No, no, no. I go. Oh, the mass is uh before the right when her the mass ends, her classes begin. So I just go. We just go oh, to the okay. mass, and then right after, she just goes straight to class. All right, no doubt. <laughs> Taking that pre, doing going to mass with prerequisites. I feel you. <laughs> it was <laughs> it worked out convenient. <laughs> <laughs> I get this anointing because it's convenient. It's good for my timing. It fulfills my daughter's credit requirement. She, she, she ain't been late once. <laughs> no. But um, no, everything's cool. Like I said, I'm in a, I'm in a really good place. Everything is is really good. Um, no, nah, how about you, man? I know everything. You know, you got your kid. You know what I'm saying? Uh, you work. Working from the, you still work from home? Yeah, right. You still working from home? Pandemic still going yeah, for on for the time being. Yeah, yeah it's for the time being, still wake, working from home. You know, and then that could change at any time. How was that but transition? Yeah, yeah, good. You, you changed homes in that time and everything like that. So that's that was a smooth transition. It was rough. Was it? It was rough because yeah, of course, because I had a newborn, uh-huh. and it was a new crib, and I got and the new crib we got is an old is an old house. So any next next crib. You know, God willing that I get, man, I, hopefully it's no more than like 20 years old or something like that. Because old cribs, they, you know, it's nice and it got charm and shit. And oftentimes it's like decent little neighborhoods or whatever. But something always goes wrong because that's just, that's just how it works. Mm-hmm. Like if it's an old crib, like just this old shit all over your house. And most of it you can't see because it's buried somewhere or it's behind a wall or something like that. But, uh. You know, to get back to the positive note, it was all right. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? We, we, we here. It was a lot to do, but I think uh, we're through the worst of it. So now I'm starting to enjoy the crib a little bit, sitting around. Uh, I, I really look forward to next summer when, you know, even more settled in and there's less so, less little shit to do every week. No, I, I get you. Yeah, when you can finally be like, all right, take a deep breath and enjoy it for the time. Yeah, I get you. 100%. Yeah, exactly. Like there's, 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 there'll always be little shit to to fix. Something's going to break or something like that. But uh, instead of every week, maybe once a month or maybe once a season, I fix something. You ever st- you ever step out on your grass barefoot? For some reason, I always envision like having a house and being on my grass barefoot. 
I don't know why. <laughs> I only I only envision that if somebody try to break into my shit. Like, hey. <laughs> The motherfucker <laughs> with the ratchet. You're like, hey, what's, that, what's happening right now? <laughs> Looking like that uh, white family during the protest. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. With my, my shirt tucked into my shorts. Pointing the gun. <laughs> dress shoes on in the middle of the day, not even a work day. Exactly. That's that's how I imagine uh, being barefoot out in the lawn. Otherwise, man, I'm a city guy. So I'll be honest, the outdoors out here is very different. Uh-huh. And because it's not scary or bad, it's just different. And because it's different, I'm just like, oh, man. Because so it's like different. Like, for instance, I seen a bird flying around my, my deck, and it wasn't even a pigeon. And I'm like, oh, man, what is that? I ain't going out there. But it's a little <laughs> ass, you know what I'm saying, blue jay or something like that. They um, How how do they do Halloween out there? Like, oh, uh, How's it looking? Like, they they, they get crazy? Because it's your first time in that neighborhood, right? So, like, they got light, yeah. lights and decorations. They go They go all out with it or... Yeah, yeah, some houses, not every house though, but some houses do. Mm. Um It's like stunting, man, like having them decorations and shit outside is like a chain or something like. It's like uh from when we was 20 years old like the chain, like you just come and have it hanging around, then one day it's gone or something like that. The chain? Like, that's how it is. People are stunting. Like a oh, gold oh, chain, oh, like a gold like chain, oh, yeah, yeah, jewelry. Okay. Yeah, yeah, I got you, okay. That's why people put the decorations and shit. Like even this house here, I see old nails and shit. And and the Christmas lights they didn't take down and shit like just I could tell they stunting mm-hmm. they got all kinds of landscape lights and shit but the neighbors all types of uh, scarecrows and uh, bales of hay and <laughs> chipmunks they doing the whole fall fall decoration shit. plus the Halloween shit yeah yeah I guess. yeah exactly mm-hmm. so yeah you know suburban life yeah a lot of I see a lot of people like Halloween's like the new Christmas with decorations because everybody got lights now. You know what I'm saying? You used to, used to just right, be like right. having creepy shit. Just you just got creepy decorations and whatever. But now everybody got lights and the shit is shit is shit is a light show now. It goes they go all out like you said they stunting. Yeah, and lights is easy to put up now. Like you don't need a power source. Some some of them shits run on battery or solar power. Yeah, and it's like a projector. It's, so it's, it's just easy. a projector like pointing at the wall or pointing at the the shit right. for a lot of them. Yeah, so it's uh they they yeah it's, that's the that's the new way I was thinking about doing something but you got to do it because you procrastinate too long and before you know it, the, the holiday done passed be like right, I guess we doing Thanksgiving decorations <laughs> you know what I mean yeah <laughs> but uh, I gave up on Halloween I ain't gonna do it I, if I was to do it it would have been already you know I'd have done it already yeah. I was thinking about putting up spider webs but then I got a real spider web so I don't want to conf- confuse the real <laughs> spider webs like, I got a spider problem I bought. You know uh, when you see commercials for um, Ortho, Ortho Be Gone or whatever, the bug spray? I got that. Like, I own a lot of shit that I used to see the commercials and fast forward through it. Like, you watching football and they got an Ortho commercial. They got a fucking uh, Milwaukee Tools (laughs) commercial. (laughs) And I'm like, man, who the fuck is buying this? And then now I'm I'm actually watching the commercials now, which is crazy. Like I said, Ortho Be Gone. (laughs) <laughs> I had to Yo, Google bro. that shit. Oh <laughs> uh, yeah, no, I, I believe it. Like you said, you told me some some stories about uh, you know, what I'm saying living living in the crib. Everything's a transition. I've been um, you yeah, know, definitely so, a transition. You know, it's another thing I've been doing. Uh, like, I guess it's not spiritual, but um, I'm like a month. I want to say I haven't drank alcohol in like a month. Nice. But, um. Cause it started with with Niche, shout out Ayo Niche, um, you know what I'm saying Perfect Talk alumni. Uh, she was doing sober September, 
that's, that's yeah. I, I don't like. I guess that's the thing, right? Like, yeah, um, I might have mentioned it before here, and. I think I had seen her in September, but it was like the first week, and then I might have drank that day when I seen her, but she didn't drink because um, like she was doing the whole month, and I think that was the last time I drank. I remember, uh, and I just I don't know. I, I'm I'm trying to. I don't want to say I'm never gonna drink again because I don't like making declarations like that. Because um, I feel like when you do too, the temptation comes at you even harder. But uh, just making like little goals, like I'm you know I'm trying to hold out till New Year's at least, and then take it from there and see what I want to do at that point. How was it? Not not uh, or how is it? it it's cool. It's, it's, right. it's like drinking was never like the shit for me. It was always it. Yeah. it it's kind of felt cultural, like it was something that people did. Like you know, you, we see mad alcohol commercials, and it was like, all right, it's Friday, it's Saturday, it's the weekend. Like go grab a drink, you know what I mean? And it was like, yeah, I start evaluating certain things. Be I guess that being my age. Um, that I am now, and it's like, do I really enjoy this, or am I doing this because I just been doing this since I was. 20, 22 or something, you know, 21, or I've just been doing right. this since, you know what I mean? Like, or because rap music said it was what to do, and then people around me were doing it. Is that the, like, does that why I'm going to the liquor store every week? So it was just like, I don't know. I just had, to, I was like, it's not that, it wasn't that hard for me to really give it up. And I feel kind of cleaner, you know what I mean? Because I drink a lot of caffeine. I drink, um, you know, coffee a lot. I drink energy drinks when I need to, because, you know, I mean, I'm always on go. And it's like it's that shit drives you out, you know what I mean, and everything. So it's like you, I want to reduce the amount of shit drying me out, and you know, just like you know what I mean, drink more water and just be healthier, I guess. Yeah, that's what's up, man. Proud of you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it's cool. I'm gonna see though. I got you know you got tests though. I got uh, show has a birthday party coming up. Um, you got Thanksgiving. You got you know Christmas. <laughs> so there's definitely some temptations there. You know what I mean? You're not gonna. You're not gonna. Uh... Give yourself a cheat day, man. Not even a little eggnog. Uh, virgin egg. I don't really want to. I can't explain it. Like I, like I, I don't know. I just don't. I don't even care for That's it. That's dope. And I was spending money on it. I think that was the bigger part. I'm like, yo, I'm just spending money on this shit. Like, and I, it don't fulfill me like that. Right, right, right. Yeah, I think in in these social situations, I I, I still drink, but uh, I think the weirdness of it is that now less and less I drink. With people, cause like it's the pandemic, so you don't really get out with people that much. And I work from home, mm-hmm. and I got a family, so I might just have a, a cocktail, a glass of wine, or a beer while just watching a movie alone. Mm-hmm. And it's just, uh, I'll be, I'll be honest, it feels even more unclean. But then also, it takes out the that celebratory aspect of drinking, which makes it more regular and mundane. Yeah, which is a, a potentially dangerous thing. Like, oh yeah, I could just sit around here and, and crack one open. Yeah, that's what I was doing. Well, I was drinking it alone, mostly. Um, yeah. And that's how I originally started. I was like, I think I'm just going to drink socially. You know what I'm saying? Like, so if I go out, somebody offer me a drink or something like that, yeah, then I'll I'll, I'll take it and drink. And then um, I, it just was like, I don't even, like, why? I don't even, <laughs> like, for what? It's But you yeah. got to think also, I have, my experience is kind of unique. I caught a DWI or DUI when I was really young. Um, and I mean, I still drank after that for many years. Um, but it's just, it's, it's, I've made some bad decisions on alcohol. Um, (laughs) (laughs) so it's, uh, yeah, you know, I've been there for some of (laughs) that. Yeah. (laughs) So it, it, for me, for me, it's more, I look at things with the potential of what good can come out of it. You know what I'm saying? Like why, why not even why not do it? It's like, why do it? You know what I mean? 
and if it's more bad yeah. than that can come out of it than good, then I definitely gotta you know I mean just roll you know give myself better odds I guess to survive and go with just stay away from it. Um, Dope man, <laughs> yeah. But we'll see, you know. And I, I don't like making declarations like that because I feel like the temptations ramp up at that point. But we'll see. Hopefully, you know what I mean. I can. Yeah, man. Keep it up. See how long ago. I mean, at this point, it's all you are. You've already accomplished. So, you know, whenever you do take that next sip, if if ever, you still accomplish a lot. So that's what's up, bro. Yeah, yeah. But let's get right into it. I know we're tight on time today. Um, so let's get right to the topics, man. And Keith, since the last time we spoke, uh. Your man R. Kelly been all over the news. His, he had a trial going down in New York. I think it might have been going down in Brooklyn too. Um, where about his just wildness of underage uh, sexual activity with with young ladies, um, abuse, torture, just all types of wild shit going down. Um, and he was convicted. Um, R. Kelly was convicted. After two, uh, sorry, after many weeks of uh, testimony and entry of evidence and two days of deliberations on September 27th of this year, uh, 2021, the jury found Kelly guilty of nine counts, including uh, racketeering, sexual exploitation of a child, kidnapping, bribery, sex trafficking, and uh, violation of the Mann Act. Um, and I don't know how much you were hearing about the case or paying attention to it at all, but there was a lot of wild shit coming out of that, of that case, you know what I mean? Um... Stuff about Aaliyah, you know, who's not here to defend herself. Uh, stuff just what he was doing to girls and just the mental abuse and how, you know what I mean? Uh, it, the question that comes to my mind is how many people were just complicit to this, you know what I mean? And just down with it and just didn't, not even didn't stop him, but also enabled him, you know what I mean? Yeah. You, you, you know what's rough about this entire story is that not that we all feel complicit but like we all felt like we was there in one way or the other if you, if you have a certain age mm-hmm. and we were fans because me and you were fans like yeah we were fans mm-hmm. more than fans like people said you know we stayed for a summer jam performance at, <laughs> <laughs> that was the reason we stayed you know what i'm saying like, like yeah, we go home but shit i don't care about beating this crowd let's stay for all <laughs> kelly 50 cent was um, tight <laughs> But the he well that's the thing G Unit was there but they were like the undercard for R Kelly but yeah, anyway yeah. that's another topic but mm-hmm. we were he was an idol like that straight up like he was in the the debate for the best R and B singer ever mm-hmm. or the best musician one of the best R and B musicians ever and but there were hints that he was doing all this weird stuff but it's kind of like. We all kind of just watched. And I guess this was this was his reckoning, and but, you know I have, I have a thing, lot of right? feelings about it. I thought about it the other day too. I was like, we knew something, right? We didn't know nothing, but it, and I even was like, Jay Z made a two collaboration albums with him, <laughs> two, right. and and Dame Dash was dating Aaliyah, and you know I if I knew what I knew about Aaliyah, Jay Z had to be aware of this type of you know what I mean. That shit, and yeah, it was yeah. like, and I'm not trying to put Jay Z under the bus or nothing like that, but I'm just like everybody was kind of just putting a blind eye to, like you said, we were Fifty Cent had the craziest performance. People were throwing chairs at him from the crowd. It was <laughs> shit was nuts, and 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 he still was he had to like perform before R. Kelly. That's how big R. Kelly was. Um, right, and, and we, 
I think I try to. I, I think and just I, and we were young. And we were just in our own young mind. I remember being on the bus hearing about the R. Kelly thing. I remember the sex tape when it came out and was on a bootleg. How young I was. Um. So it's like. I think we kind of thought those were isolated incidents. Maybe the Aaliyah thing, maybe the the sex tape that had got released when we were, I think, in high school. Um, mm-hmm. We kind of thought that was like, hey, all right, you know what I mean? Maybe those were like literally the only times that might have happened. I don't think we thought it was as much of a pattern of behavior as we soon found out in you know the documentaries that came out and the stuff that came out in this case. But So I think we we weren't supporting this. And for some reason in our minds, for some reason with them, those being isolated incidents, they weren't as egregious enough to cancel them back then. You know what I mean? And, and it's even like YouTube, right, just recently announced that they took off two of R. Kelly's channels. And I'm like, but there's a lot of musicians out there that, you know what I mean, have been accused of this type of thing. Are you taking out all of their channels? You know what I mean? Are you taking down Elvis Presley's channel? Or you doing, You know what I mean? Like... Uh, are you any Michael Jackson? Any of them? You know what I mean? So it's like it, it's kind of like well, now we're kind of picking and choosing what we're doing. Now we're deciding to well, have outrage to, with it. To to be fair though, I mean not that they didn't didn't do stuff as bad as R. Kelly, right? But I don't think it's been exposed in that way. I think before Michael Jackson stuff got to R. Kelly status, um, I mean he died. Mm-hmm. R. Kelly's still alive, so to 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 reckon with all this stuff, so people said, "All right, let's let's make them reckon with it," and kept going with what they dug up and how they pursued it and all this type of stuff. So that, that's a difficult one. I think uh, Michael Jackson died just in time to remain a legend. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Did, so what well, you should mention Elvis. Elvis is accused of uh, sexual stuff. Yeah, I believe Elvis married like a a thirteen year old or something like that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Hold on, let me tell you. Let me, let me, I'm pretty sure it'll come up on Google. Um, and speaking of R. Kelly, just reckoning with it. Um, SNL. I, d- I doubt you saw it, but you could check it out later. Uh, they had a sketch, uh, not necessarily about R. Kelly, but basically it was this old woman who died, and the, they had this singer, this this uh, Vegas singer, come in and played by Keenan Thompson and sing her favorite songs. So when he started singing, it was all R. Kelly songs. R. Kelly was this lady's, this uh, dead lady's favorite artist. All right, and I don't need to get into the whole sketch, but they sang R. Kelly songs, <laughs> and <laughs> the, the joke was pretty much like all her favorite artists, her, um, her favorite artist is R. Kelly. Like she loved R. Kelly, yeah. and all she wanted was her the for his songs to be sang at her funeral. And they have to respect her wishes. But everyone's like, whoa, whoa, this is R. Kelly, though. But they're like, whoa, 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 this is her wishes. Come on, this is the one last time he sent her off. But it was weird because it reminded you of his best hits. They sang like two or three of his songs, uh, <laughs> which was crazy. It, it, was, it, was a, it was a weird experience because our, the way they sang it, it, it put me in a space of how I felt at that time. Versus how I felt now, not to say that how I felt at that time cancels out what he did at at that time or even what he's been convicted of now, but it is what it is. Like at that time, uh, there was no songs bigger than R. Kelly songs. I I think we all can car- compartmentalize it. You know what I'm saying? Um, I don't know why I said that like an inner city uh, <laughs> fifth grader, but <laughs> but like yo, uh, we all were able to be like yo, he might have did some wild shit, but he made great music, and it's still true. It's not right. 
politically correct. It's not the popular opinion to say out loud nowadays, but it's true. The man made great music. <laughs> like, you know what I'm saying? He's just a disgusting human being. And it's like, right. the, both yeah. can be true. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, and I always wonder what, like, how sketches like that come about. Like, what was the discussion in the writer's room? Because it didn't start like that. It ended like that as far as the production of that that sketch. Mm-hmm. And um, just the, the, the concept of sometimes you just really love the person's songs, but at the same time, they're a horrible person. And it, it's the R. Kelly shit is, is really sad just on so many levels. Yeah. For the record, El- Elvis Presley started dating Priscilla Presley when she was 14 and he was 24. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I feel like uh, like you don't want to say nothing about Elvis. Like like the Illuminati got some type of hold over your head not to say something about Elvis. Like, <laughs> Yeah, man. That, yeah, that, 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 that shit is crazy. I saw a Woody Allen movie the other day. I didn't see it, but I just saw that it existed. Yeah. It got um the dude Jesse Eisenberg in it and I think Steve Carell's in it. I saw it on Amazon Prime Video. I was like, oh, how he get a movie made nowadays? Mm-hmm. No, yeah, yeah. People, it's that's the thing too. Time, time forgives all, and I think R. Kelly got away with that for a little bit. Like you know, what I'm saying people was like willing to over time, like forgive him and 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 let him back in. Um, but it, it just ran out. It was like, whoa, this is too wild, and <laughs> it's just past, yeah. past the point. Um, who did Definitely. it? Definitely, the yeah. criminal mind is crazy, man. If all right, he got away with it. And he con- he actually continued it because things happened after that that the big trial from de- you know a decade or two ago, like he did more of it, and not he not only did he get jammed up for the stuff he's done since, but the stuff he's done before that trial, that earlier trial. It's kind of like OJ getting away with murder and saying, you know what, I'm gonna continue being OJ. You know what though, because I'm looking at a list right now, um, right. Uh, I think R. Kelly got away with it because a lot of people do like I'm looking at this list right now. Jerry Seinfeld dated a 17 year old. Um, <laughs> Robin Thicke dated a 19 year old, which you know was legal. Um, yeah. Wilmer Valor uh, Valderrama from you know Damn, the 70s. Bro. <laughs> <laughs> wait, wait, listen. He dated Mandy Moore when she was 16. He dated Lindsay Lohan when she was 17. And Demi Lovato when she was 17. Um, John Mayer had, was with Taylor Swift, but she was 19. That was legal. Um, Joel Madden dated Hillary Duff when she was 16. Um, Kobe Bryant started dating Vanessa when she was 17. Um, the Weeknd started dating Bella when she was 18. Tiger and Kylie, 16. So I think R. Kelly got away with it for a little bit because that gets glossed over a lot, I guess, in Hollywood and celebrity life. And you just didn't know how wild R. Kelly was doing it. Right, right. Or, or maybe just couldn't believe it, it was getting that crazy. Yeah. Like, yo, that, they're exaggerating. It's not, yeah, but nah, she was, right. <laughs> she was out there. Um, Akon caught a little bit of flack. Um, you know, defend, now, I guess he wasn't really defending, but people, you know, they, they with the headlines, they want to hop on it. Um, he he kind of said R. Kelly, there's a way that R. Kelly needs to find to redeem himself. For the mistakes, but you know that, that wasn't the whole quote. Basically, the whole quote he said was, uh, "This is how I see it. I believe God makes no mistakes. People could debate back and forth all day, but if it's happening to him, it's happening to him for whatever reasons. That's God's reasons or why it's going down. 
Um, people aren't here to hate each other for a reason. Like everyone's going to make a mistake and everyone has the right to redeem themselves from those mistakes. Even him, he has the right to try to make those make right by those that he hurt. And then the people that he hurt also have the right to decide if they want to forgive him, which I think is a, you know, a valid quote. Um, he's, he's allowed to say, and a lot of people are like catching flack. Be like Vivica Fox caught some flack because I guess she's cool. She's, she was cool with R. Kelly at some point in time. And, it's that thing right there that we talk about. It's like who was who was complicit to this, you know what I mean? And was everybody just you know what I mean allowing it to go down, or or were there people that were there that? And are we not allowed to forgive? Like I personally don't forgive R. Kelly. I think what he did is is, is terrible, but I don't think anyone that wants to say something about forgiveness about him should be crucified, you know, for saying that either. It, it, and right. not to mention. It's the worst cosign you could get and the worst cosign you could give. Like that whole cosign <laughs> situation is just dirty. Man. Like what the hell? Like the, the, the situations like that, you gotta just be like, all right, man, let me find somebody good to cosign. Oh, they persecuting the baby, fine. But you can't say, oh, they persecuting uh R. Kelly. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> In other news, man, have you heard about the uh the 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 the, the, the Super Bowl halftime show for this year, Keith? I did hear about it. You talking about um, uh, Doctor Dre? Doctor Dre, led by mm-hmm. Doctor Dre, and he bringing through a bunch of his OG friends. Yeah, Doctor Dre and friends, pretty much. Yeah, like you said, uh, Doctor. Very Dre. interesting because they none of them are dancers, which I found interesting. They're not pop. They're not dancers. Uh, they're not singers. Pop singers per se. Mary J. Blige but, is the closest. Yeah, but like you said, well, not, right. that's not pop. But yeah, she's 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 crossed over to more than just I guess hip hop R and B star. But uh, right. No, it's Dr. Dre, Snoop Dogg, Eminem, Mary J. Blige, and Kendrick Lamar, which I think is 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 a huge you know lineup. Uh, the five artists have forty three Grammys altogether, and have uh, created twenty two number one Billboard albums. Uh, so the like they're you know star studded lineup and just dope for hip hop. You know what I mean? Um, right. And I think since Jay Z has taken the the reign of of working with the halftime show. Um, it's been pretty entertaining. I'm thinking, uh, I don't know how far back it goes, but J-Lo and Shakira. Um, who's the other, The Weeknd was a, was a good one. And then now this one, you know I mean? They've, they've definitely stepped away from these old, like, acts from the 60s and 70s that no one really cares about no more. And, um, right. you know I mean? Turned up a little bit. I'm looking forward to this one. Though. I think it should be a good show. Uh. Yeah, no, nah, it's definitely going to be dope, man. Because, you know. It's Dr. Dre. That dude just knows entertainment. He does, yeah. He, he and you know what's cool though. Like I think about that. What Jay Z did is like performing at the Super Bowl is a prestigious thing, right? You, you get to say you did it. But like now, Jay Z's name is connected to every Super Bowl performance. That's yeah. you know what I mean. That's that that that's that's dope, and it it's bigger than just I guess performing at just the one. Very very uh, smart moves by Sean Carter. Yeah, is it, the uh, he's become. Or he could become the Quincy Jones of our generation where uh, a lot of people don't even know his music, right, of a certain age. But they're like, oh, this dude Jay-Z's about just, I just see his name. You just see Sean Carter, you see Jay-Z. Like when you saw The Fresh Prince, you just saw Quincy Jones in the credits. Then you saw some other black show, Quincy Jones. Some artist says something featuring Quincy Jones, but you don't see Quincy Jones or hear him singing in the song. Mm. He's just the, uh, the name, but he's he's very much backing it and it wouldn't be possible without him yeah exactly yeah um like yeah fresh prince i think uh was one of the shows that he made oh shit i didn't know there's another one too there's a couple of them but yeah quincy was making that money bro 
Um, yeah. and like, uh, and and it's like and it's synonymous, like you said, when you see his name, when you see Jay Z's name down with some, you're expecting a certain level of quality. You know what I mean? And you, you and he very rarely uh, disappoints. Right. Um. In, in the more modern area, like when he was behind stuff, like when he was like in his peak rapping, like around Blueprint time, and you're trying to uh, boost up other Rockefeller artists. You know it. It didn't work out. It didn't work out as people expected to, like some like big splashy kind of thing. Like they actually did well. A lot of them had good careers, but not as splashy as people expected. Like they come from a Jay Z, but now like shit that he touches is like big business. Yeah, because a lot of that stuff though was his. He was connected with his record label, but it doesn't necessarily mean like he was in there working with him. You know what I mean? Um, yeah. First one I really got that vibe from was actually like J Cole. Um, you know, other than Memphis Bleak or, or something like that. You know what I mean? So. Um, but when he really puts his hands on something, it definitely was uh pop off. Um, but in other news, man, something that's big in the headlines this week is uh that Dave Chappelle comedy special, bro. <laughs> Have you had a chance to check it out? The closer on Netflix? Hell yeah. <laughs> Hell yeah. That that shit is very interesting. His comedy style, Dave Chappelle, my favorite comedian, right? And, yeah. and um the Dave Chappelle that I uh, the Dave Chappelle comedy I fell in love with was his joints from the early two thousands. Mm-hmm. Uh leading up to the Chappelle show. But what he's doing now is very different. A lot of it's very seminar like with some, you know, comedic twists in between it. And I still enjoy it. But yeah, he's caught a lot of flack for what he's said about um trans trans people in particular. Like over the, the course of the specials, he's gotten at the entire LGBTQ community. But this this special he put tons of focus on on trans people but it's interesting because he says a lot of stuff that's on people's minds but at the same time uh talks about the conflict that's in the average person's mind just as far as like being having transphobic thoughts or not quite understanding the trans experience Mm -hmm. but at the same time when confronted with it not confronted but when when you're when you face it or look at it or examine it, it's just a human experience. So he mentions both of those things. I don't know if you got a chance to check it out, but um, I ha- I haven't had a chance to check it out. It's quite shocking. Yeah, but I, I've seen I've heard some of the jokes from it that people have had yeah. outrage with. Um, why do you think that he's going? Uh, and I won't say he's going at this community, but why do you think that he uh, makes it a focal point of his act? I think nowadays he just enjoys speaking on on society. Mm-hmm. So, you know, it, it, remember his jokes from before? It was like a lot of these weird stories that clearly he made up, but shit was funny because it's based in some type of reality. Yeah, like something that that probably actually happened to him, and but the story just gets crazy, like drama. Uh, you know, the homeless dude jerking off on a bus or something like that. Yeah, but now it's like real stuff but like he it's almost like a diary or something like that and with these weird twists so why is he doing it? i think he just likes comments on it commenting on it because in the middle of all that stuff you'll see him break down some interesting thought like some way that he sees it that's not as simple as oh well i hate trans people or i'm just uncomfortable with them you know what i'm saying like he goes through like he kind of reveals his ignorance but not ashamed of it not pretending like he's more enlightened than he really is so, I think that that's what he's trying to do, like show a, a diary. He had that uh, YouTube 
eight minute special about George Floyd, which wasn't even comedy. He was just talking about George Floyd, mm-hmm. the, the eight or nine minutes that the officer leaned on his neck. But just beyond what's been in the conversation that's been in the news, just the the how he sees the world through the lens of of this thing. And I think he's doing it here. How he sees the world through the lens of the trans experience becoming more prominent. Exactly. Um do you think the the backlash is deserved or deserve is, is something that he deserves or do you think that um he is trying to open up a dialogue that a lot of people are afraid to have because of cancel culture I don't I, I don't want to answer if he deserves it or not but I, I know that he expected it like you could just when you see the special you just know that he knows what he's doing mm-hmm. but he knows that he he of all people he can weather it right just because his not because of his stature in in Hollywood or or whatever, but because of his particular position. He turned out fifty million and still made out really well. Netflix is backing up the Brinks truck for for Dave Chappelle, mm-hmm. getting paid double digit millions for each joint that he puts out, and this was his final joint. Kevin Hart is probably right now is probably bigger than Dave Chappelle, but he can't afford to do something like that. Steve Harvey can't afford to do something like that. Dave Chappelle, in his particular position, he could afford to do stuff like that because they're like, "Oh, it's Dave Chappelle." Mm-hmm. Matter of fact, people put out stuff trying to cancel him. Dave Chappelle was like, "Well, so what? Like, you can't, you cannot cancel me." Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Like he put him in such a. It's kind of like Fifty Cent. He's in a position where you can't cancel him without doing more destruction to other people. That it would be worth canceling him to a point. You know what I'm saying? For this particular, in this particular case, he's a comedian. So they're like, oh, he's a comedian. He's saying whatever. It's Dave Chappelle. You got to watch him. We paying him a bunch of money. You can't take his stuff down. And not, an, not enough people are angry. So, mm-hmm. and not to mention, he says very, how do you say, like, things that aren't bad, that are very insightful and not bad towards the trans community. So while he says some wild shit at the, at the other end, he talks about how he's his personal engagement with the trans community and what it means to him personally. So I feel as if if they take down, take it down because of the offensive stuff that he says, they also got to take down the stuff that's pretty important for society to hear. Mm. And it would be kind of, you know, it'd probably be kind of fucked up to do that. To, and to your point, he uh, actually got a standing ovation uh, this week after the controversy um, where he performed at the Hollywood Bowl uh, to a crowd that included some celebrities like Brad Pitt, Tiffany Haddish, and uh, Stevie Wonder. Um, and, he's, you know, he said, fuck Twitter. <laughs> fuck the backlash. <backwards." Yeah. laughs> you know what I mean? Like, uh, fuck ABC News, fuck NBC News, all those stupid-ass networks. I'm not talking to them. I'm talking to you. And uh, this is real life. And Chappelle has fuck you money. Um, yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> he, he's, he's doing big things. Um, well, well, again, it, it, it was it was offensive, but it was so smart. It was so, so smartly done because a, 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 a touchstone part of that special was he told a story of a trans comedian that he considers a friend and is extremely holds a special place in his heart. And then she killed herself, and it and it affected him in a very particular way. Mm. So to not hear that story would be. Uh, you know, it would be a shame to not hear that story. The question is, is it worth hearing all the rest of the stuff that might touch a nerve in a lot of people? Is it worth getting rid of that stuff to not hear 
um, this trans story. I don't know. I don't know if it's worth it. I'm not trans, uh, n- nor am I fully in touch with the trans experience. So I, I, I don't know if I'm the one to answer that. I hear you. I hear you, man. Uh, so real quick, you know, rapid fire edition, man. Uh, by the time this comes out, uh, Kim Kardashian will have uh, made her SNL debut. You think it's going to be a success or not? Nah? I think it's going to be a success. There's no way that Lauren Michaels and Colin Jost and Michael Che and all the people whose boss is in there, there's no way that they're going to make like make her suck. And I'm sure that she probably has representatives like, hey, y'all, psh, y'all better. I'm destroying you if, if, if she sucks on this. So I'm sure they're going to put it together. Listen, they made Elon Musk pretty pretty formidable on the show. Like his episode is not bad. So I think it's going to be dope. Uh, Deontay Wilder versus uh, Tyson Fury, part three. Who you got? Deontay Wilder. Okay. I feel as if he doesn't need to necessarily be a, a better, I guess, technical boxer than Tyson Fury this time. He just needs to be better than himself last time, good enough to just land one or two shots on Tyson Fury's uh, grill. And Tyson Fury is going to sleep. <laughs> um, Rap City has returned to BET, hosted by Big Tigger. Uh, you excited for that? Uh, no, <laughs> no, <laughs> no, because I don't even I don't even watch music videos. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, like maybe maybe it's gonna have fire interviews or something. Yeah. I, I don't know. I'll be honest with you, man. I I gotta w- watch more BET. I got the BET channel, or whatever. I don't watch enough of it. Uh, but I don't watch a lot of live TV or, or cable television at all. Mm-hmm. But I feel as if I should be watching more BET. Just just for the culture, right? <laughs> just, just for the culture. It got some good stuff on there, but I would catch it by accident. Yeah. Like, I wouldn't tune in, but I, I, you know, I should be tuning in. Uh, Facebook was down along with Instagram and Twitter um, for a few hours. Uh, did it affect you in any type of way? Were you like, were you one of these people that just destroyed, didn't know what to do with yourself? I thought it was my phone. So I, 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 I went, <laughs> I scrolled, it didn't work, and I turned it off. Then like a day later, there's all these posts about, oh, uh, Facebook and Twitter shuts down me, and then they show some pictures, something goofy, and I was like, oh, shit, that's what happened? It was the whole world, not just me? Yeah, I thought it was my phone at first, too. But then I went to Google, and I seen it, and it was all right, whatever, because I can't post. <laughs> yeah. Um, Trying to think. Anything else going on? Yeah, I think that's I think that's it. Oh, oh, Jay-Z and Beyonce. What am I talking about? It's uh possible that they may might they might make history uh by being the first couple uh up for an Oscar. Um the same Oscar uh going against each other. Um Beyonce with her work on King Richard starring Will Smith and Jay-Z mm-hmm. for um his work on the Heart of They Fall soundtrack. That's dope. Yep, looking for yeah, it. Yeah, that's dope. Yeah. I didn't hear about that, but that's that's definitely dope news. Hell yeah, man. That's another episode in the book, brother. Uh, always a pleasure doing an episode uh, with you. Keith, where can they find you on social media? Instagram, me and my underscore 35. Uh, you can find your boy DJ Playboy on Instagram at Plickapeezy. P-L-I-C-C-A-P-E-E-Z-Y. Um, also you can check out Perfect Talk on Instagram at Perfect Talk Radio. Um, every episode of Perfect Talk Podcast is available on our website, www.perfecttalkpodcast.com. Also available on Apple Podcasts, uh, SoundCloud, 
Insta, sorry, uh, iHeartRadio, <laughs> uh, Spotify, uh, shit, all over the place, man. Wherever your local podcasts are available, so go check that out. Leave a rate and leave a review and let us know what you think. Keith, what you watching nowadays, brother? I'm gearing up for the the football game tomorrow, uh, Sunday morning in London. The London joint, the early yeah, the early morning joint. Mm-hmm. I'll be honest, you know. Uh, who is it? The, the the Falcons and like the Jets or something. The game's gonna be whack, but honestly, it's for fantasy football mm-hmm. and just the <laughs> just the idea of having football early in the morning because it just works around the schedule. It's my wedding anniversary this weekend, so me oh, and nice, wifey nice. going out for brunch. Nice. And uh, it's in the morning, so I could get get my football in before before the day starts. Nice, nice. Congratulations to you uh, on the anniversary. Um, Audible. I've been I've been bumping Audible ever since you gave me that. Uh... The I think you gave me like a gift account or so, uh, a free month or something like that. Um, mm. What am I reading nowadays? Oh, Forty Eight Laws of Power. Forty Eight Laws of Power. Listening to the audio book on that. It's a really interesting book. I don't know if you ever read it, but really interesting book. No, nah, I haven't read it, but uh, it's dope. Yeah, you can give me some pointers. <laughs> yeah, no, it's, it's it's I'm I'm really early in it. It's actually I think twenty hours, and I probably like maybe three to four hours into it. But um, it's it's just I get like really quick. I guess it's like. I'm a really positive person. I try to surround myself with positive stuff just to keep myself in happy vibes all day. And um, it was it's it was like when I first started reading it, I was like, "This book isn't necessarily positive." And if you're not a morally right person, you might use some of it for you know unmoral things. Um, not necessarily saying that the book is telling you to do anything immoral, but it's more like a, a strategy. You know what I mean? And how to how to move in certain situations. Um, but it, but it's very intriguing. It's very like you don't want to put it down. You don't want to stop listening. So dope, man. Uh, but yeah, man. Keep always a blessing doing the show with you. Like I said, man. And say goodbye to the people, brother. Peace. Peace.